Uh, oh my god, it's been so long. Yep. Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Lauren. Uh, this is Downstairs Left, a theater podcast where we talk a little, laugh a lot, and know nothing. Oh, we I can't believe, honestly, that I just got that. You did, here's the thing, you did a really good job, and like, the next couple episodes are gonna be just... Do you know why? Because I let my mind really go blank just now. (laughs) And really just just like... Just rely on that muscle memory. That's right. Yes, it was very muscle memory. Um, so like, congrats to us. Um, Fabulous. Guys, this is our first record of the new year because we really preloaded some of those episodes. We did. We recorded like three this in a row. Too far away. From oh, sorry. Um, my mic's too far away. We recorded like no, three in a row, and um, that was pretty wild. And so now we're back for the first time in 2023, even though it's not the first episode of 2023. It's so. not, but okay. Happy New Year, Karen. <laughs> yeah, man. Sure. Well, we've had. I've, here's the thing. Um, the like holiday times are busy. Like they're just a busy yeah. time. Yeah, they we're, really are. And it's like we normally record on a weekend, and what happens in the holiday times is your weekends become full of doing stuff. Well, especially this year, every holiday fell on the weekend, which was yes. really hard. Yes, so that's, that's true. I think why we struggled so much this year. So. No, that's absolutely. And true. I ended up like my husband and I ended up taking like an impromptu trip to New York. Like, sure, we're going to talk first about week. It. Yeah, I'm really excited to chat about. Um, it really sure, cool. you went to New York and you saw some stuff. I did. So that is excellent. We're going to yeah. talk about one of the things. Yeah, and we can like briefly debrief about the other two things I saw. Um, sure. Only because I feel like I have one thing to bring up about are they shows we'll ever do maybe um Mm. yes but i can talk about them in in the abstract and it will be okay um so i saw um the musical we're going to talk about today is angelia so we'll get back to that one in a second that was fantastic i also saw the play that goes wrong which is uh, oh that's one of my favorite yeah it's so good i've seen it twice and it's dope oh god it's it was so good we it was a small theater um in new york and so it's like we were like fifth row yeah it was so funny um and my like my head like physically like hurt from that i we talked a little bit about it before you left and i said it's a funny show in general yeah. But if you know theater, oh god. It's like oh my god. 10 times as funny because yeah. you are like either I've done that, mm-hmm. it's happened to me, <laughs> or this is my worst or nightmare. This is yeah, or you're like oh god, oh god, oh god. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that and then the funniest part for us was well, it was all very funny, but then the person next to us like was trying to explain to his like date. Yes, when I what? also <laughs> saw it, I went with people who were like, "This is not a very good show," oh. and I was like, "I'm so sorry, what?" And no, they're no, like, no. So many things are going wrong, and I was like, yeah. "Oh no, you think things are you actually, think going, actually wrong. going wrong?" Got yeah. it. No, no, and then, so that was like even funnier for us. Yeah. Is like what was happening on stage compounded with the fact that this guy was trying to explain to this woman who didn't know what Absolutely. the hell was happening. It was very. Uh, sweet. We definitely will do that show because you yeah. like it, and like I said, I've seen it twice, and we kind of modeled uh, my fall show last year off of it. Like, oh, fine. In terms of like thing, we literally called it Shakespeare Goes Wrong. Yes, perfect. Uh, um, you also the- saw. <laughs> yeah, I saw Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Sure, your dream. Um, my dream. And it was, I mean, it was really good. And here's the one thing I will say. The effects, which which to, are to be expected, are fantastic. And sure. if you've read the script, right you're, like, prepared for the effects because there's so many things in the script that you're like, how do they do that thing? But what I will tell you, Karen, is that the thing that I was most impressed with, because Broadway loves a screen right now, zero screens in that. Oh, all practical. Uh, so practical. There's one lighting effect that happens multiple times that I just got, like, how do they do it? It's so uh, cool. As someone who just saw a show with screens, Les Mis, um... It was bad. <laughs> yeah, I just can't. I don't uh, it's know not good. I don't um, like and and I... then you also saw Hugh Jackman <laughs> from like a distance. I did because I got that text. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah, I did. And here's here's what here's what it was. Right. So like, Alan still doesn't believe that that I saw him, but it was like we were right outside. The... I think you could have. Why not? I'm sure. It was, I'm it's New York. It we're him. like celebrities. Listen, what we know about New York is that celebrities exist, and New Yorkers do not give a shit. No, truly. So, yes. So we were outside the Music Man Theater. It was like noon. 
Um, so it would have been call time for a matinee. For sure. And it was Especially like a guy. Hugh Jackman. Truly. But it was a guy that was like Hugh Jackman style ripped who looked like he'd been doing Wolverine for years and years. He was wearing K95 and like aviators, but he pulled it down and it was like Hugh Jackman's face. I'm sorry, but it was. He took it in the listen, water. I think fine. It Say was it him. Was, but like Alan didn't see him because he had his phone buried. So if you talk to my husband, like he's wrong, but like he had his, his like head buried in his phone and then he's like, well, Lauren didn't tell me until like 10 minutes later. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be that weirdo well, chasing. Shouting. After <laughs> oh my god, it's Hugh Jackman! Yeah, I'm and not gonna like, do that. Mm. I also, here's the thing, but I don't know if I told you this. I also am like not as confident that I saw this other person, but I think I saw Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> oh, he's in a show right now. He is. Yeah, and so I saw this guy um, that was like, you know, black and very like cleanly bald and had those like very clear round sort of Samuel glasses, L. Jackson you know? glasses yeah, and yeah. it was like sti- and I don't know how tall Samuel L. Jackson is I think but he's a pretty tall guy the dude was like close to my height maybe a little bit sure, taller I think so and I was like that might be Samuel L. Jackson Amazing. like I don't know he was looking down at a phone so like it, I don't know. I'm gonna tell you when we were there like I said we sat next to Christine Baranski and then we saw John Slatterly walk past us so That's like it's possible I and all say- those dudes are in shows in New York right now exactly well not Hugh Jackman anymore that ended well, but when I was there, he sure. was, yeah. <laughs> yep. um, I will say, too, like, for someone, this is a thing, and for people who are strictly listeners and don't know me in real life, maybe don't know this, but I have a face that, like, everyone thinks looks like somebody else. That's true. So New York is a weird place for me. Yeah. And I didn't experience, I didn't, like, even anticipate it until I went to Sardi's. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's the place where, like, everyone has, like, a caricature up on the wall. That's and it. everyone kept staring at me. And this, like, one lady kept, like, staring at me from across the, like, the room. Like, she thought I was someone famous. I think and I was, like, people oh, probably thought you were Deborah Ann Wolf. Right, <laughs> Like, right? Like, is she, most, is she from Daredevil? Most. Like, yeah. And I don't know if it was just that or I was like, does that, is that that girl I went to college with? Like, I don't know, but like, sure, you do have a like, face like that. I recognize her, but I'm like, you don't, I don't um, know who you think I am. I'm just me too, because I'm Asian. Just kidding. <laughs> so everyone's uh, like, you know, that one Asian, that Asian person lady. I know. Uh, just kidding. Well, do you know what? I don't, sure, my face is like, whatever. But I, my more distinct feature, I've been told, is how I walk. Oh, you've got and, a gait. Sure, I've got a gait. And then my voice. Yeah, your voice is very distinct. Yeah. That's true. So. Um, and then the other show you saw was Anne Juliet. Oh, my which, God, yes. Which, when we went in December, it was on our, like, short list, and we saw five shows, so, like, we just couldn't make time. But uh, I I like the show. I think it's fun. Um, in a, I mean, we're delving into a jukebox musical, but yeah. in a, like, modern, uh, similar, I guess, to, like, a Moulin Rouge, except for the story is not... You the know. story is different. So I'm sure, gonna, let's get into it. Um, yeah, let's just jump in. It's uh, It debuted in 2019, or it was written in 2019. Opened in the West End. Um, in the West End. It's all music from um, written by Max Martin, who has sure. like... I- oh, okay. So I... No, because <laughs> I am the age in which, like, I know him from like Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears. Yep. Like, well, that's mostly his That's stuff. his, like, yeah. that was when he was, like, at his peak. But he yeah. would go on to, like, work with, I think, like, Katy Perry mm-hmm. and... Uh, a few other people. And yep. we can, like, there's a, 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 a chart somewhere down here. But he has, sure, like, a, like, a record somewhere yeah. for, like, Jesse J, Kesha. Yes, he is, so. like, a really crazy producer. Demi yeah. Lovato. Um, so if you want, you yep. know, a really good, uh, if you want to be successful, have him write you a song. Sure, Bon Jovi. That's um, what I just say. Adam, Adam Lambert, Lambert, Ariana Celine Grande, Dion. Pink. Sure, a lot of stuff. So it's like... I, His career has spanned some time. Yeah. And like the set list for this particular musical also kind of extends through several decades, which I think is mm-hmm. really cool. Um, so here, I'm just going to like dive into the story because it's so freaking funny. Mm-hmm. Um but here we go. So it starts with, um, we're in Stratford-upon-Avon. 
Shakespeare's there. Right. Yep. And they are uh, welcoming Shakespeare and they sing Larger Than Life by the Backstreet Boys. Sure. It's a, oh, it's a it's solid so opening. Good. Yeah. It's just so good. And he's like, hello, hello. I This is the very first uh, version of this. Is the first time I've ever produced Romeo and Juliet. I right. finished it. Here it is. Are you ready for the ending? It's here. Um, and then his wife shows up, whose name is Anne Hathaway. Sure. And that's something that, like, Alan did not know. Mm-hmm. And I, well, oh. like, we were on the way to New York, and he was like, Anne Hathaway, what do you mean? Because they say it right. in the recording, and he was like, what the hell? And I was like, no, that was that's her, her name. name. Yeah. So, like, the actress Anne Hathaway, her parents just thought they were clever. Potentially. Potentially. Or they also didn't know, and they're like, we just like the name Anne. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I feel like you name your kid after Shakespeare's wife for a reason. I don't know. Um, but anyway. So Anne Hathaway's there, and she's visiting to see the play, um, and he explains the ending of the show, which is obviously, like, a spoiler alert if you haven't seen Romeo and Juliet. No, Reddit. we're not doing... No. I'm not doing <laughs> spoiler alert like, on a... Spoiler alert! 600-year-old piece of work. So they both yeah. kill themselves at the end of the play. For trigger warning, maybe. Maybe a trigger um, warning. I think we should say uh, I'm br- it's transferred to Broadway, and that's where you obviously just saw it. Yeah. Stark Sands plays oh Shakespeare, and yeah. Betsy Wolf there, is... And I was going to bring her up. Yeah, yeah. so it's Betsy Wolf. We love Betsy Wolf. obviously on this podcast but she was um it's amazing it's a really great part for her she was so good and so funny and there's a scene where she wears polka dots and i was like i'm living my best life all right anyway (laughs) she's carrying some with me in my polka dots well so anyway um sure she's there there's like some funny jokes about how she's like um taking a break from watching all the kids to like (laughs) Well, watch Romeo and Juliet. Once again, pivoting to our history yeah. uh, podcast. Historically, Shakespeare was like not a good husband, no. and he basically abandoned her. And uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't have like a relationship. So anyway, this tune in to our history podcast. Well, and this synopsis doesn't do a great job of like explaining that, but they do poke a lot of fun at how shitty Shakespeare was. Sure, as a husband. Musical. Okay, good. And they also poke a lot of fun at how stupid the plot of Romeo and Great. Juliet is. Fantastic. There's a lot of, like, very funny, like, tongue-in-cheek jokes about it. And there's a few that I remember specifically that I'll get to if they Great. don't mention them here. But, um, <clears throat> so she's like, hey, 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 this ending is terrible. Could we please change it? And maybe what happens if Juliet doesn't kill herself? Um, and Shakespeare's like, well, I don't want that. And so then they sing I Want It That Way as a duet. Yeah, as a Backstreet Boys. Oh my god, it's so no, funny. No, it's actually, here's what I will say. I This music, um, aside from it being, like, pop hits that, like, especially were from, like, my high school and, mm. like, college days, um, it's good arrangements. I don't think so it's, good. like, well, shook up-level good arrangements, but yeah. it is better arrangements than some of the other jukeboxes I have heard. Well, and I will say, too, like, the juxtaposition, I mean, this is true of any musical, listening to the soundtrack versus watching of it. Of course. I mean, the staging makes everything, yep. like, for sure. ten times more funny and more amazing, and, and like, but the the harmonies that they wrote in, especially for are this good. song, are really good. Yeah. Um, and the way they, like, talk over each other in this song is also, like, hilarious. Yeah. Um, so she explains her idea, which is, like, hey, maybe Juliet wakes up and she finds Romeo dead and then she sings Baby One More Time yeah. and let me tell you uh, the way that they have reorchestrated Baby One More Time is um, so good and the way it's <laughs> staged is so good I cried in like the first 10 minutes of the show because oh, no. you put yourself in Juliet's headspace and you're like yeah. I'm in love with my husband who is dead now and she sings and it was like very haunting um, also, we saw the understudy for Juliet, and she was excellent. But I just want to sure, man. Like, understudy is getting the job done. Rachel Webb, she was really good. So, like, you go, Rachel Webb, go. Anyway, so she sings "Be One More Time." I cried. It's fine. Sure. Um, 
she goes to Romeo's funeral. Juliet learns that, like, Romeo had a bunch of other relationships with both men and women, and they sing Show Me the Meaning <laughs> of Being Lonely. Sure. Oh, my uh, God. It's so funny. It's an interesting thing because this um, story in, has, is being mined right now. Like, there's, I think, a show on maybe Amazon called uh, Rosalind. Oh, yeah. And yes, it's, like, from yes. her point of view where, mm-hmm. like, Romeo was with her but then meets Juliet. It's, like, very funny. But yeah. um, we are we've entered into the era of... Let's look at, sure, where Wicked did this 100 years ago, but, like, we've entered into the era of, like, let's look at this classic thing from another point of view. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to consider, especially when you think about, like, villains and how they, like, no one is the villain in their own story. Like, if you right. do something bad to someone, you have a reason like for I it. Like I said, Gregory Maguire doing this 20 years ago, <laughs> but, like, sure, let's go. Um, so, yeah, but, like, they do, and they bring up, like, Rosalind and a few other people, so, like, that's very fun. Um... Well, one of the things, too, I would say, like, that hasn't really been touched on, but, like, maybe it's in the production notes, is this is, like, this is, like, I think part of, quote-unquote, new Broadway, where it's, like, very gender-fluid, mm-hmm. it's very queer-friendly, yeah. it's all those things where, like, to be, like, Romeo had both men and women, right. like, they are playing, not into the stereotype, but just, like, they are, like, yeah, he had both, and it's fine, and that's the statement we're making, I think... We've never talked about the prom, that musical. Yeah, no. But I find that, like, whatevs, but too heavy-handed where it's like, we are hitting you over the head with this, like, um, ugh, a queer story. Yeah. And this, to me, is just, like, still talking about it, but not in that, like... It's inclusion I don't know. without yes. being, like, too much... Without, I, like, a big neon sign. Without making it all about the... Yes. The other, because then when you go too far in the other direction, then it's, like... It has the opposite effect, I think. I, like, keep Um, telling stories like that, but I, to me, to my sense, and I am, you know, like, a straight, not a white woman, but, like... Quite identifying. Thank you. (laughs) But, like, you know what I mean? Where it's just, like, I appreciate stories that tell it this way. Yeah. Because that is the place I would like to be where nobody cares. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Do you need a wedding cake? Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a little bit more where I live. Yeah. So, um... They sing Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely. It's very good. Um, very funny. The timing is always hilarious. Uh, Juliet's parents show up and they're like, we're sending you to a convent. Which, again, it, like, it happens so quickly that you're like, but why do they want to do that? And they're yeah. just mean. Uh, so, Capulets are there. Um, and then Anne Hathaway just like starts writing in all these extra characters. She writes um, May, who is Juliet's yeah. non-binary friend. And I believe this is the first musical, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, first Broadway musical to feature a non-binary lead character. Probably. I, I believe uh, that's Now true. I'm trying to do my Rolodex. Yeah. I mean, that's probably... Again, I don't know. Maybe, like, The Prom. I don't know that show well enough. But, like, yeah, probably. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So that's it. Um, And I will talk about... Obviously, we saw the original cast, and I will talk about, like, casting for this character in a second. Um, So we saw... We, in our, we meet May. We meet Angelique, the nurse. Although she just calls her the nurse for a while until someone <laughs> else is like, Angelique, you're here. And oh, Angelique well. is played by... Um, I don't know. I don't know if she is Jamaican, but they make her Jamaican, and it's really fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's right. really cool, and she's really funny. Love that. Um, and I love her. So the nurse comes to her rescue. Um, Anne Hathaway also writes herself in to play April, and so then the bit is like, you know, April, May, and Juliet. It's very cute. Um, so they decide to take a road trip to Paris, and they sing Domino while they do that, which is like hilarious and adorable. Um. Anne writes Shakespeare as a carriage driver, um, and the journey begins, and they sing the song called Show Me Love. 
sure. <laughs> but it's really what it's all about. Yeah. And so like the, it's the, they kind of weave in and out of like breaking the fourth wall and not breaking the fourth yeah. wall. Um, and this idea of like, and then like Shakespeare and Anne Hathaway sometimes will like argue about like, wait a minute, you want they, what? And they this do. Is it's, it's fun. It's a, I don't mind this trope. As you know, I don't mind a fourth wall break as long as it's like purposeful. Oh, it's purposeful, Um, and yeah. I like this where they'll go, it's almost, where they're almost like, time out. And yeah. everybody's like, huh? And then they're like, no, 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 that wouldn't have happened or whatever. Well, I think that's it's good. Exactly how it is. And yep. they like come downstage and they even just say lights up and like there's a really yep. quick light cue and then they're like lights back in and the way it's timed is like so smooth and seamless that like holy cow. It's like they do this eight times a week or something. As always, I don't we don't condone bootlegs on this. But you channel. totally watch one. <laughs> uh but I watched the London oh, okay. honestly, like years ago. Oh. I don't know. Anyway. Neat. Um all right, so they go to France. And um, they are, <laughs> they're like in line for um, a ball for a, a dude named Francois. Um, and it's like, it's supposed to be set up like a nightclub, but it's a ball. And Francois' father, whose name is Lance, tells him that he's got to marry or join the army just like everyone and their father did. Um, and Francois like, well, I sure don't want to do either of those things. <laughs> sure. No, thank you. Um, I've met every woman in Paris and they all suck. And also I don't want to be in the military. So thank you. It's cool that those are your choices. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Juliet's are like, go be a nun or, or die. die, I yeah. guess. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, so Juliet and, uh, her bandmates sneak into the party and they sing Cassius Blow. But before they sing this, I feel like it's very important because there's a funny joke in there that I, like, want to share. Okay. Um, so they're, like, <laughs> they're, like, in line for this, like, club slash party and there's, like, a bouncer. And, um, Anne Hathaway is, like, oh, are you, you need to see all of our IDs because we're totally over 21, right? And, like, we're all, you know, I'm absolutely, and the whole bit is, like, she's, like, definitely Old. 35 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh she's like i'm 26 and may's like i'm 22 and juliet's like i'm gonna be 14 on thursday <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and we were like what the hell well because that's a fun sure that's a fun nod to the original source material yes. in which romeo and juliet are teens They're t- like 10 years old well not then, like even teens but like teens yeah they um and then they break the fourth wall again and she's like really well what the fuck and she's like she was based on a historical character yeah so they decide they're all in their twenties um which is really cute so um they sneak into the party and then they sing blow which again I think one of my favorite sequences in the show like it's very it starts in like this cool tableau and the first person to break it is William Shakespeare as the DJ and then they all just like do really cool shit and then like Juliet's like hanging from a chandelier it's awesome uh, Francois and May have like a meet cute kind of thing um. <clears throat> And they have, like, this really adorable thing. And then um, May talks to Juliet and is like, uh, yo, I don't know which bathroom to go in. So there's this whole, like, thing about bathrooms. It's a little, com- really it's a little commentary. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Yeah. it's a, But it's not, like, preachy. It's just, like, May looks confused about which bathroom to right. go in. And that's kind of it. Um, and so he... Oh, yeah. And so then they, like, sing for a while. He also sings, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, um, which is very cute. I, here's where I think I would May, maybe bring this up. May, May does, sings, yeah. yeah, sorry, they sing this yeah. song. Um, here's where I'm going to bring up this casting because I saw, who did I see? Oh, this is not, that wasn't it. I saw Justin, I saw the original guy, Justin, I saw Justin David Sullivan. Okay. Um, in the, in the program lists, she, he, they is pronouns. Okay. So like, great. I think like, Inclusive casting is important. I mm-hmm. think this person was maybe a little underwhelming. Oh, okay. Um, that's the only thing. For a character as historic as this, and for a character that is supposed to be um, 
like there is a, a joke somewhere later where he's like, "Oh, you want drama?" And then all of a sudden, like drama happens okay. with May. And I I just thought that Justin David Sullivan was perhaps a little underwhelming. Okay. Um, likable, charismatic as shit. Um, vocally kind of kind of dull. So, Ooh, damn. and that's kind of where like I'm not a girl, not yet a woman kind of like fell for me as I was like this could have been like a real power ballad, but instead it was just kind of. Meh. <laughs> I'll tell you when Britney Spears did it, it was a power ballad. I so. know that's what I mean. So I don't know. Um, but that's I mean maybe it'll evolve as it goes. You know, sure, that's freshly kind of open that can happen. Um, so anyway, Francois shows up and uh, is complaining about living a stilted life. Um, and Juliet like oh, hears this and he's like playing a harpsichord and it's overprotected. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> it's very interesting. And they like sing it together as like a duet and it's very cute. So Francois is like drawn to her and he thinks he's in love with her and they dance together and sing confidence. Yeah, there's like a moment in the show where you kind of are like, okay, they meet and then they, Francois and Juliet like bond yeah. over like over being not parents. being able to like make choices and stuff and yeah. so they like trauma bond essentially. They trauma bond over, yeah, yeah their lack of um, agency essentially. Yes. Um, so that's cool. They um, they sing Confident which is also like an excellent number. That one's really good. Um, that I think is the first time the turntable starts moving around. You're like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. didn't know that was even a turntable. That's awesome. Or it like lifts or something cool and you're like, oh, and it comes off the ground. Um, all right. So Angelique, the nurse, and Lance, Francois's dad, um, are revealed to have spent the night together. Sure, this is a very funny scene. Well, because, so, well, and this leaves out that somewhere early on in the act, they're like, oh, you two know each other? That's cool. How? Right. And then they're, they, they have just, like, like that awkward thing together. where they're like, oh, I, I mean, how, yeah. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> So they wake up in bed together. It's fine. She was formerly the nurse to his children. Lance is like, hey, please come back and live with me because my wife has died. Um, Angelique is like, well, no, I, Julia is my person. I have to take care She's of her. She's 14. I gotta She's go. She's only 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Lance is like, sure, Juliet's in her 20s because they have rewritten the show. Yeah, so yeah, she's yeah. in her 20s. And she can take care of herself. And they sing this adorable mashup of Teenage Dream and Break Free. Sure, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. And it's really cute. Um, Angelique also um, then decides, no, 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 I have to be with Juliet, so gotta go by. So that's fine. Um, next we see Juliet has wakes up next to Francois, who proposes. Um, Juliet immediately is like, whoops, and she sings, oops, I did it again. Yep. <laughs> Which is another one of those really funny timing moments where he's like, will you marry me? And she just, like, again, breaks the fourth wall and, like, snaps to the audience. Yep. And like, I think I did it again. And it's very fun. Um, when her parents arrive to take her to the con- convent, she's like, oh, no, no, I'm engaged. I'm fine. Can well, get yeah. as always, in a way, we talked previously, her choices are convent, marriage, death. Yeah. So, in that way, yeah. sure, marry Francois. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's kind of how she spins it too. She's like, I, I can't go to the convent cause I'm getting married. Sorry about it. Um, and then they discover that Angelique and Lance have also like previously been together. Um, Anne and Will, Anne Hathaway and William Shakespeare break the fourth wall. And then she's like, Hey, Hey, you, sh- you little shit. Mm-hmm. You're taking away all of Juliet's choices by making her get married again. This isn't like working yeah. because throughout this whole thing, it's like this battle of like, Shakespeare versus Anne Hathaway. Right. Um, she complains that while he works in London, she remains in Stratford-upon-Avon and accuses him of never writing happy marriages. Yeah, it's a little bit of that spilling over of, like, their actual life. And, yeah. you're, and you know, it's the thing where they've been writing this, like, fictional thing, but then you're like, oh, it's your deep-seated issues. Got yeah. It. Yeah. Um, and that that's, like, a through line a little bit where they are, like, she's, like, complaining about how, like, 
do you ever do you ever write a, a happy relationship or yeah. like a relationship where like you know the wife like the wife is happy uh yeah like the women characters are treated well like what's up with that Shakespeare decided that the conflict needs a little bit of a plot twist to add to Anne's version of the play. Um, so Francois and May meet again. Um, May offers Francois a dwink. At, oh. oh no! <laughs> what have I done? Sure, have this you been dwinking too much? <laughs> no. Um, too, I legitimately haven't either. Too much uh, French drink. <laughs> okay. And Francois reveals that he has just proposed to Juliet. Um, they do kiss, and then. Francois swings, sings, I kiss a girl, which is hilarious. Um, and at the end of the song, May is like, well, I'm not really like a girl or like a guy. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I just like kissing you. And it's very sweet. Um, Anne is like pissed. Um, and then Shakespeare is like, you know what else I got up my sleeve? I'm going to bring Romeo back to life. And so act two or act one ends with um, Romeo back. Romeo comes back and he sings, it's my life. And it's really funny. Yeah. Um, Because he comes in out of the ground. Act two starts. Romeo sings Love Me Like You Do to Juliet. um, And forgives her for not killing herself. Which is such a douchey thing. Well, they paint... So a fun thing is, like, in this sort of re... Reimagining of, like, the characters. Juliet is supposed to be, like, a strong like female empowerment. I mean, that's how Anne Hathaway is trying to write her. Mm-hmm. And so when Romeo comes back, they make him kind of a douchey, like, yeah, that is the, like a douchey, pretty boy, essentially. When he is very pretty, I yes. will say the actor we saw gorgeous. Um, and that's kind of it. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's fine that you didn't kill yourself. And it's a very sweet, like little thing yeah. that he sings. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm engaged to Francois. And then they sing Since You've Been Gone. And it's like all of the women in the cast sing it together. Sure, it's a real banger. So it's a ba- Listen, Since You've Been Gone <clears throat> is just a banger in general. In Kelly general. Clarkson. Thank but, you, Kelly. Yeah. Yes. I will say, too, there is a joke that is not in here either, but, like, Francois's last name is Dubois. D- yeah. Dubois. Yeah. Um, and she, <laughs> she, like, constantly corrects it, and she goes, it's pronounced Dubois. <laughs> Yeah. And then that'll come back later because it's really funny. But like every time she says it, she's like, "Oh, I think it's Dubois," and he like literally is like, "I'm Dubois." Nice, nice, nice. So because of the way it's spelled, but um, anyway, it's very funny. So they sing "Since You've Been Gone." Shakespeare tells Anne that Juliet did not listen to Romeo's side of events, to which Anne counters that this is important to her, and she feels that Shakespeare cares more about his plays and his family. She breaks the quill, which is like Ooh. a yeah. Well, it's like the a bit where like they like it's a. A prop that is symbolic as they yeah, like yeah, yeah. go through the story. She's like, I got a quill. I can write what I want to. Um, and then they like pass it back and forth. And then she breaks in, like, What do we do now? It's like that part in Into the Woods where they kill the narrator. Right. And like, What happens now? Right. Um, and so she breaks the quill. And then she's like, Well, Julia's going to have to like figure it out for herself. And then they just jump into the story as characters. And you don't really nice. hear from them again um, for a while. For a while. So she breaks the quill, blah, blah, blah. Um, and neither of them can, like, change the story any further. So May gets angry at Francois for ignoring their feelings for him and intending to marry Juliet. And they sing uh, a duet. Uh, they sing What Do You Want From Me. Um, oh, I love this one. I love that song oh, so much. I, love song. I anyway. just love it. Um, and it's really good to get. I mean, it's so good. The guy that, that played Francois is excellent. Like, yes. he, he, to me, he had, like, um, what's the one dude from Heather's? Like, that kind of vibe. Um, Ryan McCardle. I'm thinking about the character. Oh, JD. <laughs> yeah, he had JD sure. vibe. Like, that was vocally, like, vocal ranges. Like, he was like, and I wouldn't be surprised if he played him at some point. Um, so he was really good. Anyway. Um, 
Julia complains to May that Romeo lied to her. Francois grows worried that he hasn't told Juliet about his feelings for May. So it's like a whole triangle of situations. Yeah. Romeo reflects that he never felt valued, or he only ever felt valued for his looks, but Juliet made him want to be a better person. Juliet still decides she wants to be with Francois. They sing One More Try, which is a song I'm not familiar with. It may be, if I'm thinking... Yeah, it's the only song that is originally written for this musical. Yeah. Which I... I wondered, like, Alan and I were talking about it, and I wonder if that's, like, so is it eligible to be nominated for more things that way? Potentially. Probably. Um, I'm sure it's some loophole thing. Yeah. Where, like, there's a reason why there's a single yeah. original song. I mean, like, I know in the movies it's, like, so it can be nominated for an yeah. Oscar, and you're like, well, sure, but, like, th- that does that make it good? Because half the time they are not. No. Um, so I don't know about that. I, to be honest, not my favorite song in the show, but sure. maybe just because I didn't recognize it and I was, like, hoping to. I don't know. Um, so despite... That fact that she is, like, gonna be with Francois, she still doesn't really know how she feels about Romeo. She knows she loves him, but feels like she shouldn't. Um, and, oh my gosh, this is another really good mashup. They sing um, Problem slash Can't Feel My Face. Sure. <laughs> the part that, like, this is the triangle quadrangle kind of thing where yeah. it, through this talk, Juliet kind of starts to reconnect with Romeo. Yeah. And then she's like, but I, I don't know. And then they sing But now song. I've got this other commitment right. and it's very hard. So, yeah. And the, and the mashup is just like, so it's fun. It's so good. Uh, the, the choreography in this number, especially, is like yep. Um. So then we are introduced to Francois's brother, who is just Shakespeare, very loosely disguised, um, and invites Romeo invites Romeo to join their band. Um, which is also funny because like they all show up wearing like similar outfits, and then Romeo's doing a French accent, and they're like, "Oh man, we ain't doing accents." And he's like, "What do you mean we not do accents?" And he yeah, just like yeah, really yeah. commits to this terrible accent. It's very funny. Um. <clears throat> and so um, May joins the band as well, and um, they're all going to perform at Juliet and Francois's wedding. May, uh, oh, I've already said that. Angelique, in the meantime, proposes to Lance, Francois's dad, which is very cute. Um, and I don't remember how it happens, but it's really adorable. It's funny. Um, yeah, because everything with that couple is like... Sure, it, they're very much... Hilarious. Uh, the comic relief. I mean, in that way. Like, they're very over... Both characters are kind of over the top. They are super over the top. And so it's like that, like, where he's like, but I love you! And she's like, not me! Like, whatever. Like, it's good. And she wears a shiny gold fanny pack the whole time. Yeah, I was gonna say, I almost was gonna make a comment, and I figured we'd get to it, but the costuming for the show is that thing where it's like hints of like Shakespearean times but with like cool sneakers or yeah. like leather pants. Yeah, it's like Renaissance meets yeah. 2000. Sure, it's 20s. exactly what we did. Shakespeare goes wrong. It's in which I had kids in chucks and like jeans and then like a fun like corseted top. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's but one well, the color scheme is very intentional with this yeah. show too. It's like a lot of like pastels mm-hmm. and um like bright 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 pastels. Yeah. It's cool. Um <clears throat> So that's fun. She proposes. Um and Hathaway discovers that Juliet is still in love with Romeo and recounts her own romance with Shakespeare and she sings That's the Way It Is which is of course gorgeous. This is like as she's getting ready to get married. At the wedding. (laughs) Uh, Shakespeare, May, Francois, Lance, and Romeo perform uh, Backstreet's Back but (laughs) the way they sing. Yeah, yeah, it's everybody. But they say the boy band's back. (laughs) It's very funny. Sure, that's the recall of the joke. It's so good. And we heard it the other day just like in public and Alan and I were super weird and instead of singing Backstreet's Back we were weird we were like the boy band's back alright and everyone else is like are you two okay sure, you're a joy to be around we are delightful anyway. right? our friends enjoy our company most of the time keep going whatever <laughs> um, Juliet walks down the aisle Francois swings, 
sings as long as you love me as his vows and she's like what because like the lyrics are like don't care who you are what you did right. as long as you love me and she's like those are your vows and he's like it sounded better in my head sure it's a fun way where sure well, listen um a pitfall of jukebox musicals and we've talked about how maybe a show like i don't know moulin rouge doesn't do it well is like you songs here's the thing i've created a show in which i made songs work yeah but you, it takes a second where you sometimes you are like oh what are these lyrics oh oh it doesn't work well now when we did our show i made them work for us where i used all the creepy songs and then <laughs> and we made fun of that and set. we made them a creepy we called it the creepy set that was good. but like Otherwise, you do get to where you're like, ooh, this song works so well, except, except those why? Yeah. two verses. You know, so, you know, I get it. But well, I like I but the, I like that they call it out. Yeah, I love the acknowledgement of like, yeah. oh, this this is not worked. Correctly. Cringy. Um, so they both are like, you know what, though? We don't actually want to get married. Um, Francois also sings, it's going to be me to May. So sure. it sings, it's going to so be May. So it's the nod to um, May to, and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> to Justin Timberlake. That's and right. the meme that has Correct. followed for years and years yeah. and years. Um, Romeo confesses that he's still in love with Juliet and her parents are like, no, 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 you're coming to Verona. You're going to be in a nunnery uh, because we know it's good for you. And she's like, well, you're terrible. So she sings Stronger, which again... Sure. Uh, guys, if you are not familiar with Britney Spears and you're like a young person and you're maybe only familiar with her in terms of like her conservatorship ending and like free Britney, uh, there was a time in which she was producing hit after hit after hit after hit. And also in a way where like banger songs for women. Yeah. Um, and they're all great. Yeah, this one maybe is not. Arranged. I'm a slave for you. Maybe, maybe well, no, no, no. This because like str- like all of the songs on this, all this one, yeah, the set list were from that first album. You know what I'm talking sure. about? And then not the later stronger, albums were like sexier. Oh, stronger the stronger first later. couple albums, yeah. and then like like toxic and like I'm a slave for you. I think were like the later ones. No, no, no. I'm a, no. I'm gonna refute oh. you because it was my high school time. I believe you. Slave and um, uh, toxic were second album, I think. Oh, and then stronger and like that stuff was later. Actually, Stronger might have been off the same album. I don't know. I was in fifth grade. So <laughs> high school and college times in which my one of my fr- college friends, shout out to you, Marla. Marla! Uh, obsessed with Britney Spears. Yes, um, and it was intense. Like an intensity in which that was a... She, we pre-gamed a lot to Britney Spears. Love that for you guys. Yeah, that sounds fun. Um, and the arrangement of Stronger in this particular... is great. Is, oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. Lance uh, accepts Francois and his true love, and he sings "The Shape of My Heart," which is like he's like a like a classical baritone. Yes, <laughs> like that's what's really funny about it. When you hear it and you like know that song, yeah, and you're like, like "Oh!" and then this man opens his mouth and the sings, "The Shape and like, of yeah. My Heart." It's, like it's really, really funny. <laughs> Um, which is also funny because when he sings his lines in like everybody, he's like, "I'm bisexual." Yes. <laughs> um, hilarious. I will tell you it a little bit. Sure. Speaking of the time we made a show, uh, it reminds me of Samuel. <laughs> yeah. Being like, because he is like so uh, classically If you trained. see a little, <laughs> if you <laughs> see a little man, no, it's like lo- no, no sign, love shack sign at the side yeah. of the road. That's what it reminds me of every time. We love Samuel. His voice is. Out of this world. Sure, he's like a classically he trained tenor, but like other than that, <laughs> that we made sing Love Shack. We made him sing Love Shack. And Totally Eclipse of the Heart. And he did it. I know. And like... Because you know why? Fuse it. was fun. Anyway. It was fun. Um, because we drank that whole show. We drank a lot. <laughs> sure. So anyway, Angelique has this conversation with Juliet where she's like, um, I will never leave you because I love you and also you're perfect. 
And this is another part where I cried, not because of the way it was written. No, it was just the performance. Because you're like a crybaby. Anyway. No, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Yes. Yes, yes, I am. Thank you. (laughs) I am in touch with my emotion. I see nothing wrong with this. But I'm going to tell you, I am also moved by just good performances. Yes. And this woman performed this song with so much. And it's just a pink song. You know what I mean? She's just singing pretty, pretty, please. Don't you ever, ever feel like you're nothing. No, but I get it. But it was like the performance was so earnest and it, i think for me the knowledge that she was also singing to the understudy and when they when they put the understudies on everyone it's scary, is like and they yeah. like embrace them yeah 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 they do and like at the curtain call you can always see that they're like oh my god you did so good we're yeah. so proud of you so like it just to me well, like there were layers of it i think i loved it i think especially shows where like you are a, a lead and things like that a lot of times it's like veteran people so like a betsy wolf who comes yeah. a betsy ross a betsy wolf <laughs> okay. who is sure in america um you know who's like done shows and a lot of times the understudies it's like their first time yeah. being in like a lead like that and i think everyone it's like an unspoken or like a spoken thing of just like how special that is and you maybe reflect or like i remember my first time like yeah. i think that's the cool but that's the greatest part about theater yeah so like the layers of the performance were just it just like got me i was like yeah. i'm f- i'm fine but like oh i don't God. have time to fix sure. my makeup before this where alan show. is just like bopping like, along and he like looks over at you and he's like so she sings fucking perfect and it's it is the only song on the soundtrack that has a little explicit sign next to yeah, it yeah yeah um so i can sit play this in my classroom i just have to skip that song um <clears throat> Julia insists that Angelique go with go be with Lance because um she's cool and she's gonna take charge of her own destiny and she sings the eleven o'clock number which of course is Roar. Yeah, now, here's what I, I will love. Say. I here's what I tell you. I so no offense to Katy Perry, but no, like I mean it offensively. I don't. Like well, that. here's what I'm gonna tell you. In a way where Max Martin's like catalog, yeah, there's a million better songs to me that would convey the same like feeling and the yes. same like intensity. That isn't this song. I agree. Um, and also, for an 11 o'clock number, it's a weird tempo where it's neither, to me, like, peppy enough or, like, ballady 11 o'clock number enough. I do think they pump up the tempo a little bit, yeah. though. So that it's a yeah, little bit faster. Um, it's not... When I saw that it was on the list, I was like, man, every single one of these songs I love, yeah. except for the Katy Perry yeah, stuff. I agree with Because I do not like her music. Um, but, that said, um, the way they have arranged it, Excellent. Yeah. Um, the cool stuff they do with it. Yeah. Excellent. She has a very impressive costume change at some point where she's got a cool costume. They lift her up on like a platform. There's a lot of confetti. Yeah. Um, it's all very cool. Sure. We'll talk about that in a second. Keep going. This and and this is I like and again this is why I wasn't sure if I heard her like real quick biff and note or not. She covered it extremely well. Mm. And I think only because I'm a singer would I have even caught it. Sure. But there were so many other things going on that I was like, well, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But well, I'm going to tell you. It's so it's an interesting thing. Well, finish the show and then we can talk about it. Okay. Because um, we're almost done. Yeah. Because it's Leo McClendon. So she's like, I'm in charge of things. Um, Shakespeare. Then they break the fourth wall again for the first time in like forever. And Shakespeare is like, hey, you ruined my play. And Anne is like, um, excuse me. No, I didn't. Um, and they talk about it for a while. And she's like, well, you know what? You don't write any happy marriages, blah, 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 blah. And he's like you're right and I don't want to lose you and they sing I want it that way the reprise and I was playing this in my classroom the other day and the kids are like what is this because <laughs> well, she's like tell me why and he's like because you're my greatest inspiration yeah, and the kid's like what the fuck <laughs> and it's like a little cheesy to like listen to it and but this again the staging because the chemistry between those two actors is just so strong yep. um, yeah it worked out it worked really also well. a fun fact is we're recording at night and normally <laughs> we, we record it in the morning <laughs> yeah. 
in which I think Lauren is pre-programmed in the morning to swear less. Oh, and really? It's the Am nighttime. Extra right yes. Now? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, here's the thing. Oh, fuck, I don't care. I don't care because I teach high schoolers, so sure. I'm not as worried about it. I will say, I listening to the um, the besties versus besties. I swore a lot more in that one, yeah. especially for the end. Besties versus besties. Yeah, man. I don't know. Here's what I'm gonna tell you, but I do think you are pre-programmed during the day to do it less potentially maybe yeah. my body clock is like it's after 3 p.m swear yes. away uh, who knows anyway um romeo apologizes juliet um tells her that he wants what he wants doesn't matter and what she wants is important um they do have like this very funny like conversation and like there's some dialogue somewhere where anne hathaway goes up to romeo and she's like romeo listen no offense man but like you're a douche yeah <laughs> And he's like, and Shakespeare's like, wait a minute. And he goes, I am a douche. And it's like adorable. Um, and I think they even staged this where like she's up on like the stairs. So it's yeah. like the where, wherefore art thou kind of deal, um, which is very cute. <clears throat> and then um, they decide to go on a first date, which is a new beginning for Juliet and Romeo. And they like decide to like call well, it that way. As you say, it's it's him asking and her being able to decide yes or no yeah as opposed to like whatever the story is yeah and they they have like the show like logo or whatever like they put it together so that like at some points it yes. says romeo and some points says julia and then like flip it so that it says julia on top and romeo on the bottom yeah. which is cute um and so then angelique and lance get married and then the company sings can't stop this feeling which again is a happy way to end the show it's very cute um, sure, Francois and May begin a relationship, too. Oh, did I skip that part? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, here's the thing. Uh, what's interesting is, Anne Juliet, to me, staging-wise, is actually kind of similar to Moulin Rouge in this way. And I don't... This is maybe, like, it's going to be... An, I think it will be an interesting time for, like, Broadway and, like, producing more shows like this. Um, I think the two shows are, like, very similar. They're both kind of pop mm-hmm. soundtracks but, like, done in a different way. They're both, like, bright and crazy and yeah. loud and, like, streamers and confetti. And, like, it. Uh, we have talked about when we saw Moulin Rouge, it was, like, too loud? Yeah. Where I was like, said. we are at, like, a concert, but, like, seated next to the speaker. It's too loud. Yeah. Um, and I just, it's an interesting thing because I think shows like this appeal to a mainstream so much more than like when do you want to go see music man no i don't (laughs) but i will go see some bangers like some pop bangers like let's go uh in which everyone's like hip and cool and you know whatever uh it will be an interesting thing to see if it continues to go if shows like that continue to go that way or what um so you know it's just an interesting time I, i i i think yeah um but yeah so that's uh that's it like i said Tons of stuff. It because of when it premiered, not a lot of like. Oh, Tony stuff? did play this. Okay, sure. Yeah. Sorry, I was trying to figure out. So the guy who plays uh, Lance, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Schott, is an opera singer, but he is. also played. Um, I'm almost positive he at some point was in South um, South Pacific hmm. and played. Um, the meal oh, yeah. so like if you think of like blah 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 blah, yeah. blah like that but like <laughs> in that deep yes yeah. that's his voice yep 
sure that's what I thought. That's funny. And I love that the bottom, are you looking at the bottom of this page where it says, see also, Once Upon a One More Time. Yes. Similar to Fox Musical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which well, is coming. Which is coming. It's coming. I know, but it's I'm so all excited. Britney Spears. I know. I'm really excited about it, though. I know. I um, want to go see it. I want to go see it. Uh, sure. Let's go to New York. I mean, uh, no, no, no. Anytime. Like I said, I, I saw this, I saw the West End of this a long time ago because... As always, in my, like, search for a show in which I was, like, jukebox musicals are not my favorite, but they do lend to, like, a quick production because everybody knows the music for the most part. Yeah. Even, like, the different arrangements, you, at least people know, like, melody and things like that. Well, and then from there, you can, like, you can, especially if you have good musicians, you can yes. suss out your own harmonies Correct. without being, like, oh, Correct. no, this is a completely new song. Right. I know this part, and now right. I'm going to understand how my part um, fits with everything else. Anyway. Also, in a way, like, production value. I, di- I don't hate the story. Like, I think it's a fun take on it. I think it's a little contrived. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, it's got contrivances up the nose. But I don't, like I said, I don't hate it. I also think that it's aware of its contrivances, it is. though, it, which well, I think is the funny part. One of, of the things that makes it, like, acceptable in that way is it's, like, pretty self-aware. So it, you don't get caught up in the thing where you're like, well, they are taking themselves very seriously. Yeah, no. <laughs> and they think they're doing Shakespeare. It's like, no, there's a ton of, like, nods to the original and historical pieces and you know it's it's great yeah um and a lot of nods to like the history of like again how shakespeare was shitty yeah and how romeo and juliet has some major issues yeah <laughs> which is good so um but yeah it's uh i enjoyed it very much the the people i was here's here is the people i was with and we love to talk about audiences and how shitty they were um a lot of listen no offense gen z people because i love Uh-oh. you but like just like not aware of like the fact that someone has to get through to get back to their seat, like move out of the way. So it was a lot of oh, that, okay. and a lot of like, oh, I would just like to have a conversation during Act Two. Like, oh. no, 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 shut the fuck up. Oh, so, sure, I would have yelled at them. Yeah, well, and I kind of did. Like, there was a moment where, because you like, know, I'm almost on the verge of getting in a fight anytime we go to the theater. anywhere. Um, but I was like, just trying not to anywhere, get back to my seat, and I was like, excuse me, and I said it like politely assertively several times excuse me excuse me and then at some point i was like can i get through anywhere and then i went as i was like muscling my way through this like group of rude children i was like you're all very rude goodbye <laughs> like, oh no away. you old lady then i really i old lady them. Sure, that's not I'm my not sorry, just though. just to be clear that's not how i fight i would have um been like move and then i would have stared at them and then i would have said nothing further but like thrown stuff at them yeah i Sure, you old lady. I'm combative. Them. You um, kids are so rude. Well, like, sure, that happened to us at a restaurant. Not you and I, but that happened to a re- we were at a restaurant once. I was with I think Marianne and Noah, okay, and maybe Riley. And Great. this woman got up. We were at a restaurant being like loud-ish, but like at a restaurant, yeah, like whatever. And this lady goes, "Just so you know, you have ruined my eating experience." Whoa. And we were like, "What?" We're but also, about. just tell it. Like we were laughing. Because we were having, like, a great time. It was during Greece. Yeah. Um, but also, I was like, what? Okay. That's wild. Bye. Anyway, so, yeah. So that, I listen, I think it's great. I think it's a fun show for it to be on Broadway. Um, Surely it will tour. It will, for sure, tour. Surely it will be available sooner rather than later, I believe. I mean, I yeah. I think that this is, like, a, I think it was written to be, like, marketable and commercial and, like... For sure. So. Get these rights, everybody. Yeah. Um, Which Ma- is fine. Make Max Martin some more, mo- some more money. Is Anne Hathaway now on my dream role list? I don't know. Maybe. Like, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe I, Julia's the thing. on it. I, but, it like, did, it's fine. still fresh and new here, but across the pond, it was nominated for a bunch of awards mm-hmm. and won a bunch of them, and this is also the thing of, like, 
um, in terms of, as we talked about, inclusive casting, but also, like, racially blind casting, mm-hmm. which we're seeing more and more of now. Yes. We, I think, kind of talked about, maybe we talked, we recorded so long ago, but when we were in New York, we saw Phantom, and it was the, I think, the first African-American, the first Black Christine. Black Christine, yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is great. She did awesome. Yeah. It didn't take me out, other than there was, like, she was the only black person so Uh, then you're like i think there was like maybe one more girl like in the ensemble but i was like well now she does like that's weird now it's harder to be like okay because you're like just her then Mm -hmm. got it uh which is like we to me that's like that's weird weird. here's what i'll say about this cast too like mix up your ensemble yeah that's and that was one thing i i remarked earlier was um there was racially like the leads were all racially blind cast um and the ensemble was diverse in a lot of different ways um gender identity yeah. race, uh body size yeah like it was just yep. like it was like a, a real representation of real people and i just thought it was excellent like, uh, it was really nice right now the touring cast of les mis because we went and saw that is um similar and the fontaine is She's young, right? Ooh, she, she's like a sophomore at U of M. Yeah. She literally, like, U of M, Oof. School of Music and Dance, like, MT. Uh, and then she's like, sure, I'm a sophomore at U of M, but I'm touring right now. I'm taking a sabbatical. I was like, good for you. Oh, jeez. Um, she was great. Yeah. Um, but she, sure, tall. In a way where I was like, sure, she didn't get put back in that ensemble. She, too, she st- like, she, she was, was like six out. feet tall. Yeah. Um, but she was, you know, so it's happening, and I think it's good. But, like, we have to maybe do a little tiny bit better. Now, here's the yeah. thing. Maybe there are no minorities going to musical theater. And it is all just white kids from the Midwest. I don't know. Could be. But it is, like, if you're going to do it, do it. And either, like, mix it. And here's the thing. I'm very merit-based. And as a minority, I still believe this. I'm very merit-based. So, like, the best people for the job should get the job. It's the everyone should have an equal chance at the job to get the job. And that's where I'm like, if everybody has that, then, yeah, you got to pick the best people. But it's like, I don't know, putting one, then you become like the token black person or like the token Asian person. And you're like, okay. Well, and here's what I'll say about that, too, is like there is like it's a systemic problem, which I know I think we maybe we've mentioned before. But it's this idea of like, well, the white Midwest families are the affluent ones are the ones where like we can afford training, we can afford dance programs, we can afford voice lessons, et cetera. So then, yeah, you set yourself up to have more merit when you get forward. But, you know, it's... Well, not to like (sighs) harken back to my college thesis, but it no, that's the thing is, uh, you know, without getting too far into this, the problem is not... The level that we try to uh, implement sort of that diversity is not the level that it needs to be implemented at. It needs to be implemented at a grassroots level where, to your point, the training, the ability, the access to things. Support the arts in the schools. Um, You know, those are the places it needs to go, not when they're up for a job. Right. When they're up for a job, they already are up for a job. And everybody is, yeah, yeah, and it's like, so, I don't know. It's the Um, iceberg effect, you know. It is. Uh, Okay, so, uh, Lauren, uh, out of... um, Zero quills being um, should have left it as is. No changes to the story of Romeo and Juliet. Uh, To uh, ten quills, uh, what would you give this? Nine and a half. Wow. I take a half away because the soundtrack alone does not do it enough justice. I agree. This is one of those shows that's better in person you for sure. You gotta see it. It's like the soundtrack is fun, but it's like you gotta be able to see it to really understand what, what makes it really special. Yeah. Um. So half, half for that, half for like I would like to see, and I'm sure 
Justin is a great person. I would like to see see someone someone a little bit more dynamic Um, in that role. I'm going to tell you, I think this is like an interesting thing where I think the newer musicals. So I would lump Beetlejuice, Moulin Rouge, Six, Mm -hmm. Mean Girls. The newer musicals do better in person than their soundtracks versus like when we were growing up, like you take a Les Mis or a Phantom. I don't need to see the show. I I just need to put Les Mis on and drive from Chicago to Kalamazoo (laughs) and And call it a day. (laughs) Like genuinely, like put in disc two and like call myself done. (laughs) But it's now, do you know what I'm saying? I just had this conversation with my theater manager where it's like, a lot of the newer shows you can't listen straight through and know what the show is about wicked kind of falls in that too where you're like i don't what's happening whereas those older shows you can listen to like miss saigon from zero to start or zero to finish and you're like oh i got it yeah okay so it's an interesting thing i will give this i'm gonna give it seven quills in which i think it's a fun in a way where it it weaves in some political commentary on some things, but I think, like we said, in a subtle, non-preachy way. Mm-hmm. And also, it's just a fun show. It's fun. So, like, we don't, it doesn't always need to, we don't always need to see shows that are like, I've learned a lesson, thank you. Thank or like, you for this. do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's just a fun show yeah. where, like, I didn't come out of it being like, morally, I understand things. It's just fun yeah. and i think that's one of the things that like a little bit broadway is missing right now it's escapism you know yes where i just want to go and have like a nice night at the theater where you know like lame is was great um and it's a it's a show near and dear and we'll do lame is eventually but like um is it like a fun show <laughs> no it hurts but not it hurts necessarily yeah. no we've talked we literally talked about how like if you don't know anything about lame is which people that i saw it with did not oh. um it is a show where someone sings an eleven o'clock number and dies. Yeah, but like early, every early. like every fifteen yeah. minutes, someone's Starts like blah, 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 and then, and then keeps going. yeah, Fantine <laughs> sings her eleven o'clock number, dead. Uh, Javert, yeah, Javert who sings his eleven. <laughs> Correct. Like everybody Garth gets their <laughs> Correct. Everyone gets their eleven o'clock, and then you're like, bye bye. So, um, and where like Marius kind of doesn't get his eleven o'clock number, he's kind of like but he empty doesn't die, so No, but that's what I mean. Where that's why he doesn't die because he didn't get an eleven o'clock number. Can I tell you when you texted me earlier and you were like, "Don't come in guns blazing" or whatever? No, I said swinging. Yeah, I was like in my head, I was singing Les Mis as I was coming in your door. <laughs> I was like, sure. "One more day." <laughs> uh, well, I listen, friends. When you're friends with musical theater people, you have to sometimes be hazard. like, "Don't come in my house screaming, singing at the top of your lungs." Thank you, because it could be. Like oh, any I've given had day, it happen like multiple day. times. Yeah. Uh, anyway, not necessarily with me, but I know our people. <laughs> sure, I know our people. Uh, anyway, um, no, I think this is a fun show. The soundtrack is like a fun little nostalgic run for me mm-hmm. and for like people my age, I guess. And then it is just bangers, so you kind of can't go wrong in that way. Some of that original song. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think the um, more you listen to, it, maybe it's better. I don't know. It's a ballad, so like sure. Uh, I'm gonna say I think we did it. So. Guys, follow us on all our socials, downstairs left PC, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I'm, like, I mean, There's if this is your, like, first one, like, I don't, do some Google. Do Get out there. You I mean, I always how. put the contact info in the episode description. Oh, in the description. So yeah, yeah, there's yeah. that. So you can do that. Um, happy I'm, New Year, everybody. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, we did it. Exit stage left. Pursued by a nurse. <laughs> a Jamaican nurse. A Jamaican nurse. nurse. <laughs>